Welcome to Mother Puckers, episode six. I'm Julie Bardownski. So far, I am crushing my New Year's goals from getting this podcast started to getting things done at my day career. And I've showered at least four times a week. And thanks to the MC Hammer commercial, I was also able to pay tribute to my 2016 New Year's resolution, which was learning all the dance routines of the top five nominated dance video of the year for MTV's first award show. So think Paula Abdul, Millie Vanilli, and MC Hammer. So I was able to show off my hammer time to the complete embarrassment of my son, which is an everyday goal of mine, not just once a year. Here's hoping that you are one twelfth of the way through your resolutions as well, since it's February. And I know you can do whatever you put your mind to. Today's episode will feature a breakdown of Super Bowl commercials, halftime lens gate, also moving back to hockey, a weekend update, and an interview with a hockey mom from Boston. And our conversation and subject this week is checking. Oh my goodness, checking and not talking about money, talking about those hits, the crux of hockey. From the NHL All-Star Weekend last weekend in St. Louis where I was to the Super Bowl weekend and the state of Missouri, let's give some kudos for having two champions in one year. St. Louis Blues, Stanley Cup winner after 50 years since the last appearance, and the Chiefs, which are based in Missouri, if anybody was questioning that, 50 years since their last appearance. What's next? Cardinals? World Series? I don't know. Could be lots of things. Granted, it hasn't been 50 years since they won. But congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. What a game. What a halftime show. What great commercials. I mean, these are some of the best commercials, like, overall. There were, like, 10 that were really good. It's usually not quite that many. And my new favorite line that I'm going to be using comes from John Cena. I'm so proud I could squat you. (laughs) I love that. My favorite commercial was the Hyundai Smart Pack, and my Boston mom friend, has inspired me to have that interview for today, thanks to our friends at Hyundai. See, I can be thematic when I need to be. Being a hockey mom and having Boston hockey mom friends, I laughed out loud so hard after rewinding and watching that commercial three more times so I could make sure I heard everything right because I have a complete and total lack of understanding accents. Other notables, Sam Elliott's dancing mustache and little Nas X and dancing horse for Doritos. And the genius who came up with having Bill Murray relive Groundhog's Day on Groundhog's Day. That person's brilliant or team. Seeing the kidnapped groundhog in a Jeep, that was a winner. And I loved the NFL Next 100 paying homage to the legends of the game and the up-and-comers who will be the future legends. Can't you just imagine an NHL version of this? Lights, camera, Gretzky. Moving on from the commercials, because we are hockey moms here, I wanted to do a little deep dive on the halftime show, no pun intended. Since I record my episodes on Tuesday, I had a day to survey the thoughts of the halftime show. There seem to be two camps. Those camps are clearly drawn upon party lines, party of mom viewers and party of non-mom viewers. 
It seems that controversy has reared its head once again over the high octane dancing that was displayed on the screen. Or was it the costumes or lack thereof in a primetime show? I don't know. It was an amazing performance by the lead performers and all of the performers in that show. I'm afraid to mention their gender or I might be called a sexist based on my review of the survey over the halftime show and the uproar. I'm also afraid to mention their ages or I might be called an ageist. I'm afraid to not mention their nationalities, or I might be called racist. Honestly, on this one, I can't even understand the keyboard internet junkies out there calling this one out. I didn't even think of culture or calling it out or not calling it out and Latino. I didn't even think of it. All I saw was that is amazing. And I'm, I would think the majority of the world would look at it that way. As soon as JLo pulled up that Puerto Rico flag, I was like, Ooh, I love that. Cause I love Puerto Rico, but I digress. I'm afraid to mention their costumes in a quote unquote, cover it up kind of way, or I might be called repressive to female sexuality. I'm afraid to cover my teenager's eyes or I might be called sexist again since I didn't cover them for a male performer with a shirt off in the last halftime show. So with all those fears about being able to talk about the performers and everything else, what am I not afraid to say? Well, I'll tell you. The dude with the camera right up JLo's business probably doesn't belong to a union so he could get away with giving America something to talk about on Super Bowl Monday. Camera guy isn't going to come after me, is he? Call me ageist, racist, repressive, or sexist? Maybe camera guy would call me a lensist. Wherever you fall on the subject, I do have this to say. When lesser skilled teams or players in hockey play higher skilled teams or players, the games generally have a lot of unnecessary hits, slashes, etc. out of frustration or just trying to do something in a game to make a difference. If the lesser skilled players are unable to control the puck with skill, those players resort to cheap theatrics to try and be as good as the better team and players. So taking you back a few years when the sexiest performer to ever live does the sexiest performance ever in a Super Bowl halftime show in five inch heels in the pouring rain and is completely covered up. There's a super message there. And now this statement generally starts with a he. I'm continuing with my as close to politically correct dialogue as possible. The statement is... The unspecified gender who has the greater skill doesn't need theatrics to get a rise out of the audience. Granted, when Prince did that performance, he set a very high bar to compete with. He was like the Gretzky of performance and musicianship in Super Bowl halftime shows, amongst many other performances. Enough Lensgate 2020. Let's talk about the Hockey Weekend Update. It was a Super Bowl playoff-type weekend for the 2008 Pee Wee Miners. The top teams in the rankings played at the Little Caesars North American Invitational in the Detroit area. They had the number 1, 2, 3, 5, 7, 11, and 12th ranked teams playing in this tournament along with others. The number two team, Chicago Fury, took the title in an overtime shootout 5-4 win over the number five Barry Colts from Ontario. Looks like the Fury will probably move up to number one in the Pee Wee Minor age bracket over the number one mid-Fairfield Junior Rangers as they had three losses in that same tournament and the Fury went undefeated. 
In the 18U category, Shattuck St. Mary's came back from two earlier season losses to the St. Andrews College Saints prep from Canada and then one loss to that same team in the tournament to then finally win the tournament with a 5-3 score. So Shattuck stays atop the 18U prep league this week. Wrapping the update up now, it's time to move to the center of hockey. Checking. For those Bambi Mamas, checking begins at the Bantam Minor or 13U age group. Give you a little of my trepidation moving into checking. Of course, watching hockey my whole life, I knew it was going to eventually be a part of it. What I did not know is how I would respond to it because when it's your kid, it's something different, right? One thing we did that I think really set us up to succeed in checking is while we didn't have a lot of coaching on it in the years prior, which is one of my closing thoughts after our interview, what we did was as soon as the spring tournaments hit, we knew in April 1st, they became Bantam Miners and they would be available and ready to go out and check. We signed our son up for as many tournaments as we possibly could, even traveling to Canada so that he could get as much exposure to the hitting and checking as he could prior to trying out for the next season and seeing how he did. A lot of people, a lot of coaches view that shift into checking as the weed out process. Some kids that you don't think are going to be scared to hit are actually a little bit intimidated by it. And some kids that you think are going to be like, oh, they're never going to like it, end up loving it. Unfortunately for us, our kid took to it like a fish takes to water and uh, doesn't have a fear of it. So that's what those spring tournaments showed us. And we continued to help him with his coaches develop that skill from then on out. So that was just a little, little something that this mother pucker did. Now let's talk about the rules about checking. In USA Hockey Rules, there are 20 rules that address penalties around injuring another player from hooking, butt ending, slew foot, kneeing, etc. There's one of those rules that addresses checking. We're going to talk specifically about checking because of the shift from 12U to 13U hockey. So the rules around checking are very simple. The purpose of the check is to separate the opponent from the puck. So think about it. You have to have the puck in control of the puck and you only separate the body from the puck and only the trunk hips to shoulders of the body can be used to deliver that body check. The check also must be delivered to the trunk, hips to shoulders, and directly from in front of or the side of the opponent. Players who use their physical skills and or anticipation and have a positional advantage shall not lose that advantage provided they use their body to check the opponent within the rules. Players will be held accountable for acts of an intimidating or dangerous nature. And that's where the lot of the fear comes in. And penalties are to be called with very strict enforcement. Now, a lot of these penalties are missed by referees. You know, they can't see everything. These rules are put in place so that coaches can teach their kids how they check and more importantly, how they don't check. And that would be do not make deliberate physical contact with an opponent with no effort to legally play the puck. 
do not use overt hip, shoulder, or arm contact with the opponent to physically force them off the puck. And definitely do not impede the progress physically of the opponent with hips, shoulders, or torso without establishing legal body contact and not having any intent of playing the puck. So the key for coaches from the rules here is to teach your players to play the puck. Now, the biggest no-no in checking is checking from behind. And I have seen a player on our team get a vicious check from behind right into the boards, broken collarbone. And I'm sure all you mamas out there who are in the checking and above levels have similar stories. So checking from behind is body checking or pushing an opponent from behind directly into the boards or goal frame or in open ice. So tell your players, you see the numbers, you pull up. Tell your players, if they've hit puberty and they're 6'2", and they're going up another kid in their league who hasn't, and that kid is 5'2", and there's a 70-pound difference, you don't need to use all the force of your body to play the puck. That's something you might want to reemphasize within your organization, the understanding of the check-in. So there's little bit of my perspective, the absolute rules from USA Hockey, and some opportunity for teachable moments with your players. This brings us right into our interview with Katie. She's a mom from Boston who is a hockey playing mama. She played through high school. She has a son who plays. She is coached, and she knows her way around a hit. So we had a nice little conversation, and I bring it to you now. Well, as promised, I've got Katie. We're both first-year Bantam moms. Katie, with her experience in hockey and her knowledge, will be able to share what it's like to hit. I remember last spring when we were playing in some of the CCM tournaments, and it was the first time that they would be hitting. And the three months preceding, I kept asking our coach, we need to start teaching them things to hit. But from what I hear from you, three months isn't even enough. They should be teaching hitting of much younger age what do you think my feeling i believe like in the sport and the culture of the sport and i just hitting's part of the game separating the man from the puck and i don't think it should ever be taken out of the game neither should fighting right i think it's just the culture of the sport i think it's well it keeps things in line i mean it it stops it from getting out of line as as much as you've got the refs there to take take control you've also got the players out there who are able to keep things in check as well this year, for like our team, I would say we've had more injury yeah, than too. any other season. And I think there's never been a bigger like, size difference that I've seen. Well, and that's part of the problem. Oh, hey, let's go ahead and have them start hitting right when half the kids are hitting puberty and they're 170 pounds right. and half the kids haven't even started and they're 100 pounds. And let's just put them on the ice together on blades with sticks and boards and see what happens. Right. I think that because there's not a lot of contact early on, right. a lot of kids linger around the game who maybe would find other interests like in other sports and then it's introduced to them and maybe they're the ones who've grown. I just think it would be a weeding out process that would be far more earlier than phantom. Yeah, I think it would be a weeding out process long before. When you're getting bumped at five and you can't go down the length of the ice and you 
you know what I mean? The glory's yeah. gone and all that individuality is, you're either just playing because you love to play or you're, you know, you're not. And I think you can figure that out pretty quickly. And some of these kids are definitely hiding in their size. Like for some of the bigger parents I've talked to, like face to face, they've been like, oh, my hitting hasn't really affected my son. I'm like, his kid's 6'2". Right, there's a reason. My kid's 85 pounds. Like he's well, broken his have... ribs, broken his wrists. Yeah. And I'm not, like I'm, I, I signed him up. Like he wanted to go, so I'm not afraid for him in any capacity. But what a shame it would be if a 13 year old made another mistake with another 13 year old and that kid wasn't Walking. able to play anymore mm-hmm. or concussed to the point where mm-hmm. they're out as they should be out as long as that kid's out i mean it's a huge responsibility to give a 13 year old it is and especially when they're just are turned on to start hitting and the the hits from behind in particular yeah, right how you don't see those numbers on that jersey and you don't pull up or ease up I'll never understand that and it's interesting though because the new rules are in place on hitting but I'm not seeing the refs really really enforcing separate the body from the puck they're they're right I mean I think even like when I when a player makes a pass and like the puck has moved on from the player and they finish their hit which is right in a lot of cases right because then they could pass it back to that person are they really separating the guy from the puck at that point i mean it's really right. to the discretion of the refs and that's a whole another topic but yeah. who's really having any oversight on them they're paid participants the refs right the coaches of volunteers a lot of right like their input is like as volunteers they're like overlooked you know what i mean yeah. there's no like discussion there's no conversation about how things are going to look before they get on the ice you know this is what what what's expected they don't tap gloves let's say like in a boxing match where they're like right. i expect a clean fight you know it's like right. you get out there and you know the rules but it's it would be interesting if the refs would lay out and say these are the things we will be looking for to call right so then the kids will know right up front right what you can and can't do even though you know the rules everybody calls something different because it's yeah, at absolutely. the discretion of absolutely. the ref. Well, right. what's this ref's discretion versus this ref? Right. And they have a lot of leeway with that. And like I yep. like I said, I take my hats off to the refs. I wouldn't want to yep. be a ref. It's tough to make it's those tough. judgment calls. They're so fast. Yeah. And I think overall they do a pretty good job. But I at the same time, there's no accountability to them. It's like... Yeah. Well, let's talk about dirty hits. What have you seen? I will say I am super thankful for the fact that, like, it's been a tough season, but, like, I'm so glad when the kids get off the ice and they're all all right. You know what I mean? Like, I've yeah. been on teams where, like, yeah, there's been some injury, but it could it could be way worse, you know? And if they survive this season, like, wow, like, that's a feat in and of itself. <laughs> well, you, know? and you talked about earlier the weeding out might happen five, six, seven when the kid's not skating up the ice with eight no goals a game. No resistance, zero resistance. Yeah, it's easy to score. It's easy to think I'm going yeah. straight to the NHL. Right. And then you get into the... To the bantam minor which really is that weeding out kind of year at that stair step size at who knows how to hit who doesn't know how to hit and then how it's being reffed i mean this is a really tumultuous year and next year too for that matter because you're still in that stair stepping of sizes yeah Um, i think it's just like it's the first step of the weeding out process because i think some of the kids that don't like the contact lucky for them they've grown yeah, or they're, protect, they're nice and safe, yeah, or yeah. you know what or I mean. They, then, or they're afraid and they right, stay away from it. But also they're big and they don't even have to. Yeah, or yeah. some of the smaller ones they're going to stay away or they're not going to. Yeah. Really mix it up. So, yeah, it's just the first phase of like this. You know what I mean? This, yeah. This growth process or this development process. I think the more terror was on my side than my kid's side because for months I was just terrified and I tried not to tell him or admit to being afraid oh my gosh you're gonna get hit you're gonna get creamed because he's on the smaller side when those first games were happening up in Canada and 
he it was like he it was a fish out of water or a fish in how do I say that it's like a, a he was comfortable it was like he was made for the yeah. hitting game and I was kind of relieved no I was like damn it <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch this more and more and more because I thought that that would weed him right out that he would not take maybe to he it. won't like the hitting no yeah you got that wrong. he loves do you know it. him yeah, <laughs> I met him a few times. He's pretty competitive. <laughs> yeah, right. It's pretty would, intense. Maybe it was me just hoping for yeah. him not wanting to like it. <laughs> nice try. He does. So, yeah. Well, um, so yeah, I think that it's interesting because you do get in these situations with other parents from other teams, and you see the hits. You know the kids, and you know the kids on your team if they're kind of being jerks about it. But oh my gosh, hearing them just go. Bah! Right. Ref, make that call. You know, and maybe that's just somebody who just went little tippy tap yeah. on her back. And you're like, what are you talking about? Those are the fun times in the stands. I stand by myself, Julie. <laughs> oh, you have that intentional I, isolation yeah, too? I don't, I can't stand with anybody. <laughs> I think it's fun though to watch. It is fun. It is. The hockey fans are nuts. You know They're that. Crazy. That's just like... I'd rather stay to myself and like laugh privately and I don't want to laugh at anybody. You're laughing like, at us. Laughing to myself, Julie. I'm not laughing. <laughs> I don't want to like, I don't know. I think it's learning. I think like when your kid's out there, like they're scared and they're passionate and they're, you know what I mean? Like everyone's emotions high, competitive. Super and like, high. I don't know. Yeah, it is funny, but it's like, <laughs> it's funny from a distance because it's, it's intense up there. You it know, is. the hockey parents are like, they're tough. They're a tough crowd. They are a tough crowd. <laughs> And we're part of it. Yes. Lucky Have you ever been kicked out of a game then? Or is it because you stand by yourself? Oh, golly. Long time ago, I got kicked out coaching. And I thought it was the funniest thing, but I... You were coaching and you got... Yeah, I was coaching and it was like a ref made like a call. And I just kind of was like, don't you think you owe my bench like an apology? You made the wrong call. My coach, my other coach, he screamed at him and he, the ref did make the wrong call. My, my coach had some confusion and needed clarification. And it was like a penalty and he was supposed to... One kid was coming out of the box. One kid was... So it was going to end up being a five on four anyways. Long story short, the ref was like... I, think, I was like, I think you owe my coach an apology. Like that was humiliating for him. And he gave me a penalty, a bench penalty. And I just was like, why? And he was like, do you want like a triple double? And I was like, yes, I'll take one of those. (laughs) That sounds good. Yeah. And I just got kicked out and it escalated from there. But it was like, I felt like I was back in school again, like the class clown. You know what I mean? It wasn't for me. It wasn't serious. He was not happy. Where the kids? What were they doing? Oh, ghosts get kicked out. <laughs> Listen, I'm pretty playful, so I was like fake moon in the guy. Like I was out. Like I left. I was laughing, but uh-huh. he was not happy with it. The kids were laughing. To this day, if they see me, they'll be like, "Coach, no fake moon." Me. You know, whatever, whatever it was. Yeah, you're going. You're out. <laughs> there are a few gestures, like joking gestures, but like the kids will. The kids know. Like when they see me, they'll give me the gesture. That's good. Like this. I love it. <laughs> his brain was as big as a peanut. You know, I said something like that. And they, they thought it was another word. <laughs> That's awesome. How old were they? I think I had like squirt mages. Nice. Yep. That's state good. tournament in Washington State. And it was a lot of fun. That's it went down fun. in the books. It wasn't like a bad one. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a stick throw and like, or maybe that's a good one. It was just like, ma'am, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> And you left. I left. That's good. So That's coaching, right. is there so uh, any parent issues when you were coaching? It's tough to coach. That's yeah. all I'll say. Like, yeah. you can't make everybody happy. No. You got to, you know, give it a beat. They're doing the best they can. We know there's daddy coaches. We know all that. Like, yeah. they're doing a good job. They're doing the best they can. Right. I, 
with I, what they got. Yep. Yeah, I tip my hat to most coaches. It's yep. a, like a thankless job, and like yep. I don't want to do it. Same I've done it, and thank you very much, but no thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Next. Oh, looks like uh, game time. Game time. So thank you, Katie. We're going to continue the conversation about hitting because it's a big one. It's a big one. Talk to you soon. Over and out. Well, that was fun talking to my friend Katie from Boston. Our kids played each other. And as we were talking about checking, her son lit my kid up. He fell and it was awesome. And then they had a good laugh about it too, because that's what you do. You battle it out and your buddies and you hang out afterwards. So some of the takeaways from this checking episode, final thoughts. Putting checking in earlier in the age groups may weed out or allow other opportunities for kids to explore sports they like better than hockey because the glory of 10 goals a game when there's no one pushing you off the puck pushes kids into prolonging time in a sport that once they do get to checking and it doesn't fit for them just might offer that opportunity now don't get me wrong I want every kid to play hockey because I think it's the greatest sport ever learning hitting earlier also does is it teaches kids better how to take a hit and how to give a hit and it's not being done at the same time that hormones are raging and puberty is hitting and there's the stair step in sizing so that might be something to think about for all of hockey Having coaches teaching hitting earlier rather than just right as soon as you hit April of your Bantam minor year. Starting off the games, asking the refs to tell the players what their perception is of what the calls are going to be like. Kind of like a strike zone in baseball. Where are you going to call it? So everybody knows what to expect. And quit celebrating the huge hits. Even though, you know, the legal ones are fine, but when you see a cheap hit happen and all of a sudden the sticks are banging the boards, that is just not cool. Parents, same for you. That team we talked about earlier in the intro when a kid on our team had taken a dirty hit from behind and broke his collarbone. Fast forward 15 weeks later and the same team broke another collarbone on our team. The kid's going to have surgery. So lots of prayers go out to him this week as he's undergoing that. Know where your position is, kids. Know where you are near the boards and keep your head on a swivel. If you see the numbers, pull up. That's all I got to say. Awesome spending time with you. Great talking to my friend Katie, and you'll be hearing more of her in future episodes. We've got a great episode lined up for next week. I look forward to it. Have a great rest of your week and see you at the rink.